We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. All hoops, no hot takes. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, we were just we were just bemoaning the fact that looking over our show notes for the day, there's a lot of negativity in today's show, and a lot of it is off the court stuff. It's just it's what's going on in the league right now. But we're both looking forward to a lot of basketball games tonight, so we can get back to focusing on the court. Yeah, without a doubt. Hey, I know you said all hoops, no hot takes. Well, uh, maybe no hoops, but still no hot takes. <laughs> a, a little uh, bit. That, that a little bit of hoops. But yeah, a little, little bit of hoops. We'll, we'll work it in there. Hey, Paulo Bancaro and the Magic, big win over the Warriors last yeah. night. Yeah. We'll at least lead off with something positive. It was a, it was a fun game. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of game the Magic really kind of needed. Bancaro looked uh, looked really, really good, especially in the second half, and they, they get a big win. So uh, there, there it is. We, we worked a little basketball into today's uh, theoretical NBA-related podcast. And we, we addressed this a little bit on our last standings uh, watch show. And the Warriors are now 3-6 and six and have lost their last four. Yeah. Or, or do we want to change our answer of whether or not we should be worried about the Warriors? I mean, losing to the Orlando Magic, who are dead last in the East right now, is that is that cause for concern? Or do we stick with, uh, no, it's the Warriors, they'll be fine? Yeah, I'm gonna still stick with they'll be fine, but I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 teetering. I'm ready to jump over to the uh, I'm concerned uh, side of the the ledger there. I they I'm a little worried. Their bench, they're really getting nothing uh, out of that bench uh, this year. Now that's that's definitely concerning. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, it's something to keep an eye on, but again, it's it's still early, and so historically, betting against. Clay and Steph and Draymond has not been a winning proposition. So I'm, I think it's still going to be okay, but I understand why people might be getting uh, a little nervous up in the Bay. Uh, all right, let's get yeah. into Kyrie Irving. That's where we got to start. Uh, suspended by the Nets. He will be out at least five games uh, suspended after issuing a non apology apology. I mean, he issued a statement wasn't really an apology for everything that was going on with uh, him promoting that film that, you know, that it's being taken as you know, anti-Semitic comments and, and all of that, or has anti-Semitic content. Um, so Kyrie issues a statement. It's, it's not really an apology. And there were a lot of people who were not thrilled with that. He gets suspended and then issues. Let's, an apology. Let's be 
clear just to because he 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 said at a media scrum he basically said i'm not going to apologize uh yeah i'm I'm paraphrasing but yeah he he the statement came much later in the evening but the actual words we heard him say were you know i i I can't be anti-semitic because i know who i am and and a lot of other things around the issue that none of them added up to i'm sorry you know, for, for sharing that link or promoting that film or whatever. So that, that was them where, yes, then the uproar went further after that. Well, and people were, were wanting to hear Kyrie Irving, like confirm that he's not anti-Semitic and he did the Kyrie thing and he's not unique in, in doing this. There's other people who do this too, but where he kind of danced around it sure. rather than just, just be clear in what he was saying. And so that, kind of rub some people the wrong way and now the nets finally this is not the nba the nets decided to suspend Kyrie. there was word that adam silver was upset and he was going to meet with Kyrie, and they were going to discuss things and all that now the nets have suspended him for for five games and then Kyrie issues a, a full apology basically saying you know everything that people were hoping that he would say and clarify and and all of that so where does where do we go from here now and I mean, I, I get there's people who are saying, well, the apology doesn't hold that much validity because it's kind of forced. He only did it after he was suspended. And he's uh, and so it's becoming a, a bigger problem for him. I get that. But at the same time, like, you know, he, he has to do that at some point. Right. He has to be able to, to apologize. So I don't know what else he was supposed to do once he had been suspended. If he just continues to not apologize, it's a story. If he apologizes it's a, well, it's too little, too late type of thing. And again, I'm not empathizing with Kyrie or sympathizing with this. He created this situation for himself, but he, you know, there was, it was a no win after the suspension game, essentially. Yeah. I mean, for me is I, it's anytime an apology comes in written form, it, it leave always feels a little hollow to me. It feels really hollow after it comes after you've, been punished so to be clear leading up to yesterday morning nothing had happened to Kyrie as far as a punishment goes there were a lot of hey we don't like this you should say you're sorry a lot of things were were said Um, there were also some very uh, vague and general statements released by the Nets and the NBA themselves that never named Kyrie Irving Uh, Joe Joe Josai had a tweet uh, where he did say you know what Kyrie did was irresponsible and hurtful um but nothing, no punishment had happened. Then uh, Sean Marks did his presser where he basically said, hey, we're going to keep him away. And, and he, uh, I'm not calling Kyrie a, uh, you know, needed to simmer down and, and he was fussy. Um, those were Sean Marks words. You know, yeah. I'm not the one comparing him to the child. Sean Marks did that, you know, and it was, we're not, he's not going to do media. He didn't do media the day, the day before that wasn't doing media that day. Now, yesterday he did media. And in that scrum, he was asked very direct questions. You know, are you anti-Semitic? Would you like to apologize? You know, do you understand? Right. Um, you know that what you did was hurtful and you know uh, demeaning to to a large group of people. And he, as you said, kind of answered, but did the whole "I'm going to give you a long, you know, circular reference kind of answer that isn't a real answer." And uh, at points, he was he was very much talking himself in circles mm-hmm. in that. And then uh, when when really pressed, Nets PR ended that that uh scrum and everybody went along their way 
Then in the afternoon, the Nets came out, I guess early evening it was, the Nets came out and said, hey, not good enough. You had a chance right there in front of everybody. You're now suspended. And then it was much later in the evening um, that he released his statement um, that was, you know, like, he essentially said, I'm deeply sorry for those who have hurt, but then went on to very much explain why, you know, he doesn't feel he was wrong and what he shared and continue to double, triple, quadruple down on, you know, there are some things in that film that are, that are untrue and hurtful. Right. There's some that aren't. So I don't know where this goes. I, I've seen some suggest, well, he said the words in written form, I'm sorry. And now the Nets said until he apologizes and undergoes certain things, uh, he's out a minimum of five games and we'll see where it goes from there. As far as what, what did I expect him to do? Give an earnest apology. He's on Instagram live all the time. You could have done an Instagram live True. and done it. You didn't have to do this written apology because anytime it's a written apology, the question is going to be asked is, did you write it? Because that's, that's right. no different between Kyrie and a CEO of a, you know, fortune 100 company. You know, it's, it's, you know, we question all those things. Like who actually wrote this? You were a PR person, you know, you were a communications expert. Um, we see, I mean, and that's the thing we, it's not like he doesn't have the audience where he can go. He, he clicks live and it fires off those notifications to everybody. Everybody's going to tune in and watch to see what he says. We all did it when it was the vaccination issue. So oh, sure. he, he has that ability, right? So that's where for me is, and I don't necessarily need to hear him say, I'm sorry to, for him to be back on the basketball court. He's, he's going to get his five game punishment. And, and I don't, I don't know what an appropriate punishment is here. Is it banned for life? No. Is it banned for the season? I, I don't think so. You know, I, I, I certainly think that's going too far. So, you know, five games, that probably feels about right. But if it's, just fine. I'll sit out my five games. I'll give you my you know, roughly million dollars in game checks for missing those five games. It is what it is. And I, and I move on, you know, with my life and I don't, you know, nothing really changes. That's what's unfortunate here. I think that's where people are frustrated is, you know, what, what is going to actually change? And that's say, you know, without specifics, there's things he needs to do. Well, what, what are those things? You know, well, what, yeah. what are they and how are we going to know he, he did them? Um, that's that's what I think people are looking to find out. I think I can understand why if I'm Kyrie, if I am anybody that's associated with him in terms of, of agent or, or anybody, I want that to be a written statement because sure. every single and I understand what you're saying that it comes it can come across as insincere when it's just the cold word on the on the page. But Every, every single word he says is going to be hyper-analyzed. And the only way you can make sure that you're saying exactly what you want to say is by writing it out and you can go mm -hmm. and review it. Whereas if you're just talking, if he, if he misspeaks on, on something, um, it, can be, it can become a, a bigger issue. So, And again, I'm not saying that, that you're incorrect in terms of it, it comes across as less sincere. It does, but I also understand why we're choosing... There were a few things in there that maybe didn't sit well with people anyway, but when you're writing something, at least you can put down exactly what you want and you can go back and you can review it and review it. Now, maybe you could do the same with a recorded video. That's certainly fair, but um, I, I understand. And I, and I feel myself the same way sometimes where if I'm, if I have something really important to say, I'll write some, I'll write it rather than try to say it. Um, and again, it can lose some sincerity that way, but I know that when you're trying to choose your words carefully, it's it's easier to do that writing. 
yeah, completely agree. I, I, I get where you're uh, coming from with that. It, it is. And, and, and if I was Kyrie, I would be wary of, you know, people are, they're just going to take everything I say and twist it and everything else. I mean, that's going to happen written and it is happening today. I, I, it's funny. I've been asked this multiple times. Do, uh-huh. you know, do I think Kyrie Irving is a bad person? And I, my answer is no. I think he's just right. a very confused person who is susceptible to call, I'll just call it what I think they are conspiracy theories. And I think he runs with stuff like that. I, you know, it's, we, we all know people like that in, in mm-hmm. our, our real lives. And, and I think that's where he is. I think there are certain things he sees and he runs with and is, you know, I'm going to push this. I'm going to push the, uh, you know, the, the envelope here. I, I do think he's the kind of guy who's like, I want to ask questions. It's just how he goes about those things yeah. is where, you know, I think he, he stumbles and missteps. I, I, I don't think he's a terrible person. Like I just said, I don't think he should be banned from the league. I've seen some people suggest that. Like that's that's going way, way too far for me. I, I you know, I, I don't know, five, ten game suspension, whatever it was going to be. But if the Nets are saying these are things you must do, you know, X, Y, and Z, then we have to know what X, Y, and Z are, and then we have to know what he did to fulfill those. Because otherwise, the Nets, you know, five game suspension is that's all it'll ever be, and all the rest will ring pretty hollow from them as well. So that's just kind of where you know I'm at with this one. It's you know, we'll we'll see where where all this goes. But it's very clear to me that everybody kind of hoped this would blow over, and yeah. to some extent, Kyrie was like, "Hey, I'm gonna stand by what I said and did." And, you know, everything else, um, which even if you don't like it, I, you know, I can't necessarily, I can find fault with their beliefs and what they've said and done, but I can't find fault with anyone who then says, this is what I believe and I'm standing by it. It's the standing by it part, which always makes a little bit more sense to me, but it's just all around. It's a mess. I mean, this whole thing is a, is a mess that quite frankly, nobody wants. And now Kevin Durant's been dragged into it today yep. with, with that. That's going to be just continue how it goes. Uh, and then and then he had to go back and clarify his exactly. comments too. It's, just, it's yeah, like, yeah, on and, and on. I get it because some people are like, well, it's you all, right? Meaning the media. You're you're asking them the questions. Well, that's the job of the media, is to ask questions. You know, and, I, and I've I've told the story multiple times. You know, I don't know with Kevin Durant, but with Kyrie Irving, we had a situation when he was with Boston where it was, I just want to talk about basketball. You'd ask a basketball question, and they'd be like, "Come on, that's not even what's important in the world." And it's like, so you can't win. And the answer is not just never do media, never talk to anybody, because that's not how it works either. So you know, it's it's just a mess all around. And now. The Nets are going to have to deal with it, and they're going to add to it themselves, presumably here sometime in the next uh, several days, by adding Ime Udoka to the mix and have a whole new, fresh set of you know uh, really kind of unanswerable and great uh, you know t- terrible questions to answer that that are coming. Not terrible in that the questions are terrible, but just questions nobody wants to have to ask. Kind of terrible questions. You know, and people will criticize me, and obviously there's plenty of bias here, right? Because we are both part of NBA media, but people will criticize media a, a ton for, oh, you guys are out to get him or or whatever. I don't want any negative things for bad things for Kyrie Irving. I don't want bad sure. things for any basketball player or anything. And the purpose of media, the reason why we have this, the reason why we ask questions, the reason why this stuff is, is even part of the game is to enhance the game itself, is to improve the fans engagement with the game. For example, look, you look at the positive side of things. Um, just the other night, obviously the, the Lakers had a, a big night, 
right? With with Matt Ryan, and you're you're very well familiar with him uh, hitting a really big shot, and it was kind of this feel good moment. And we got some great context after the game from Darvin Ham about how Matt Ryan at halftime was not shooting the ball well at all and told him how confident he was that he was still going to hit his next shots and just give me those looks again and I will knock them down, coach. And Darvin Ham responded to him telling telling him, if you don't shoot when you're on the floor, I'm pulling you out saying, I've got confidence in you. I want you to keep shooting. It's that kind of stuff that enhances your understanding of the game and your um, and your understanding of what a player is going through and and the how big a moment is and all of that. like it, It's all to provide that context. It's an important part of this game and it's an important part of fan engagement. And I don't think anybody, anybody in the, I would hope anyway, in the media is out there trying to stir up negativity just for negativity's sake. We all love this game sure. and would much rather spend our time talking about how great the game is. But unfortunately, this kind of stuff does kind of take over sometimes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I completely agree. It is it is unfortunate, but we do know there are people out there who they they their whole business is negativity. Sure. Right. I mean, it's I cover the Celtics. Now it's negativity about the Celtics as a basketball team uh regularly. And in, in, in the Boston market, everything does better when people can complain, whether it's the Celtics, the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Bruins. If people can get on the radio and talk about how terrible something is and you know how crappy they are and all that stuff, people are going to tune in because for whatever reason, negative misery loves company, right? That's the phrase I was looking for. And that is, it's so true. You know, when things are going good, like there's only so many ways you can call in and be like, uh, so yeah, we're great, right? Like, it's like, you know, there's only so many ways, but you know, when it's bad, it's like, hey, let me place blame on everybody under the sun from, you know, the owner all the way down to the training staff. And, you know, that's just the, the way it goes. So, I mean, there are definitely people who are going to go anything you know negative like this they're going to attach to it but it's also the reality is you can't say on a one side of your mouth well i want to know who these guys are i want to know what their stories are and then say only ever ask them about basketball don't ever talk about anything except right. for basketball because it's just not how it works you know it's just that's not how this this works i mean these are you know engagement and i know players like to say like you know, well, you know, is the new media, you know, we're going to bring it to you ourselves. Like Draymond Green's whole thing has been, 
but then you turn around and do the exact same things we do. <laughs> like yeah. it's not, you know, there's no reinventing the wheel here. Like you're, yeah, you're cutting out the middleman, but then you're, you're, you've become, you know, the media. So it's just, you know, kind of is what it is with that. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens here over the next couple of weeks is, you know, we know for certain he's not going to play basketball for five games mm-hmm. and then we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, Bill Simmons recently was saying that the Nets maybe have been poking around trying to trade Kyrie. I don't see, there's no trade value here, right? I mean, this would be, especially in this month, maybe a few months that changes, I don't know. But as of right now, I can't see a situation where anybody would be trading for for Kyrie Irving, if the, even if the Nets were were putting him out there on yeah. the market. No, definitely not. Not in the next, you know, several, you know, weeks here, at least. It's going to have to be, let this initial get past this, whatever that looks like. Um which for some people I fully realize they're never going to get past this. And again, I'm not going to tell people how they should feel, but it is, you got to get past the initial firestorm of this. Then you will get them back on the court, see where things are kind of going from there. And then, yeah, maybe, I mean, I could insert a million cheap Laker jokes here of like, Oh, they'll trade for him no matter what. I don't think they would right now. I don't think they would say if they were just like, just give us Ross, you don't even need to give us a pick. I don't even think they, I think they'd be like, no, nah, we're good. You know, yeah. let's retalk maybe in, you know, January. Let's sure. see, you know, if things have, you know, calmed down by then, maybe. I do think, though, I think we've seen the beginning of the end of this iteration of the Nets. I, I think even though Kevin Durant has at times defended Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, the one consistent thing he said over the last couple of months is, look, I just want to play basketball and I want to try to win. Like that is his number one thing that he's been, you know, over and over repeating. And I think Kevin Durant is going to be the one who may look at this and be like, Hey, I I've only got so many years left doing this. Like I, I can't have him tied to the team being undermined by distractions and suspensions and everything else. Like you either get me out of here, get these other guys out of here and let's go. So I, I do think we are, you know, we're on the last days of this iteration of the Nets. And then it's, you know, whether that's a full, you know, blow it up and rebuild, or that's just a, you know, let's hit a soft reset, move some of the guys on. I, I do think that is coming here, you know, probably, you know, at the end of the, the, the year, if nothing else, but maybe as soon as the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Agreed. All right. Let's, let's move on to more yeah, activity. Story. Yeah. Josh Primo. Um, so there is now a lawsuit against the Spurs and against Josh Primo. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin with this. I mean, at this point, this is, it's a bad look if what's being alleged is is correct and that the Spurs knew about this way back in January, what happened with uh, Primo reportedly or allegedly exposing himself. Um, and... This is another mess for for the NBA to deal with, and something that if if this is true that they knew about it way back in January and just tried to sweep it under the rug, that's a big big problem mm-hmm. on a number of levels here. Yeah, that's like one A to the one. One is bad that it happened to begin with. One A is that you did nothing about it um, when you were apparently told and multiple people within the organization were told. There, there's even one, um, uh, you know. Uh, sense of uh you know thought that greg popovich knew about this now i believe the the um the team psychologist uh, or former team psychologist i don't know if she's still employed by them or not um but she did say 
um, if I was reading this correctly, that she did not believe Greg Popovich knew. She she was told he knew, but she didn't believe that to be true. Um, but yeah, I mean, and essentially just to get into it, we all know Josh Primo was accused of uh, exposing himself. What now it seems like was this was multiple times yeah. he exposed himself to the team psychologist um, in sessions where like he was supposed to be getting help for uh, some of the things he was trying to work through. Josh Primo says it, if it happened, it was completely accidental and wasn't meant. Look, the truth's going to be somewhere in the middle there, right? Yeah. Like, I believe it could have happened accidentally once. We've all worn basketball shorts. They're pretty loose. You know, stuff can happen um, one time. But that it should be exactly one time right. that something like that would happen. And then, you know, but if this happened multiple times and if people were told about it, it's going to be a bad look. And we're going to see a lot of people go down for this if it is determined that, hey, there were complaints filed and nothing was done about it. Because that's, exactly. that's the one thing you can't do. You, you, your one response can't be, we're going to do nothing. Like right. that, that, that can't happen. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, all around this is a, this is just going to be ugly. And this, this might turn into, you know, countersuits of, you know, hey, now you're ruining my character from Josh Primo's side, which again, you know, the truth lies somewhere in there, you know, and, and who knows if it'll ever come out, but th this is going to be ugly. Yeah. Yeah. This is not going to, another just, this is going to be tough uh, in terms of how they navigate this and what it'd be interesting to see when the truth comes out, what exactly went down and what did the organization know? What were they not aware of? And then what, what was their response? And that's where this could get pretty dicey for the league. And of course, for the San Antonio Spurs, yeah. um, sorry, transitioning back to the yeah. basketball side of this. I do think this puts an end to Josh Primo being on a roster again this season. I, I think this yeah. is going to be one where this is going to have to play out in where we're not going to see him back on a roster this season, I know there were some thoughts too. Well, we don't really know what happened, so maybe some team will will sign him. I you know you and I both have talked to people who uh, very much teams were like, All right, "What happened here?" Because they were interested. Because at the end of the day, this is a twenty year old guy who's a very talented basketball player. Um, and if that if it was determined of like, "All right, he screwed up one time," um, is that something we can get past and sign him? Sure. You know, if not, then. You know, it's now multiple times, but yeah, it's uh, you know, going to be a long, drawn-out, messy situation. It might be a while before we see Josh Primo on the floor again. Agreed. If we do, if we do, if we'll we see do, yeah, that ultimately yeah. plays out. Which honestly, that would be that's sad, right? That if if as a twenty-year-old sure. you screwed up bad enough that you're, you know, I mean, I I, I know I'm saying this when there's you know. 20 year olds in jail all over the country for things too. But it's, you know, just, you don't ever want to see anybody you know that young, like negatively impact their life in any way um, moving forward, just because of the you know, dumb mistakes you made when you're 20. Yeah. I mean, I don't, if he's doing the stuff that we say, I can't just dismiss it as dumb. Oh, mistakes, absolutely. You know? yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't think that's your intent yeah. there, but no, no, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's just, you hate to see it for anybody when you're that age, right? Like right. it's just, you know, I'm not excusing his age because at 20, if he did on purpose, what he's accused of doing, you know, better. You right. know, than, than yes. That, right. Like that's, I don't care. You know, you, you don't, you know, after the point when I don't know what you're about five or six, you know, better, you know, it's right. not a, you know, that that's not his age. It's just, you know, I hate to see anybody's life get, you know, sent a different direction than they were hoping at that young of an age, but you know, sometimes it's deserved. 
Absolutely. All right. The positivity train rolls on. <laughs> James Harden is out for one month. At least this is a normal, like, it is bad a thing. A, a normal bad story. Yeah. Don't worry. We've got more coming on the, the abnormal bad stories. But uh, James Harden out for one month. Um, this is this is tough for a 76ers team that has been been struggling. Um, I mean, looking looking here at the the standings right now, they are four and five, which is, I mean, look, they're they're working the way back up. They have a positive point differential, but still, this is not where we expected this team no. to be. This was a team that a lot of people thought, myself included, thought could really contend for a championship this year, given the makeup of their roster. They brought in PJ Tucker, uh, Tyrese Maxey was going to take another step, and now you're going to be without James Harden for a month. That's going to be tough sledding, not going to be easy for them to deal with. Of course, again, if you can weather this storm, okay, maybe you get through it. Then, you know, come come April, you're you're just fine. Like that, it's not like the season is being written off right now. But I think the concern for my part is if you're missing James Harden for a month, what kind of a burden does that put on Joel Embiid? Does that increase his risk for a potential injury? Because that's where this can really snowball. Yeah, exactly. That that the Embiid part is my number one concern as well. We've seen him get to uh, the end of seasons and not have much left in the tank when the playoffs roll around. And I I worry about that for him. Not, not he, even if he's able to stay healthy, just the having the legs left. And this is a month where he's going to have to carry more of the scoring load. And this is a month of play where he's coming off his own first few weeks of the season, basically saying like, yeah, I'm not where I need to be yeah. either. So that that's a concern. Um, I think with Tyrese Maxey, your worry with him is, is carrying now being the focal point of the backcourt. Is one, is he ready for that? And is he going to be able to carry that load for a month? That it becomes a challenge. As far as guard depth goes, this team's got guys. They've got DeAnthony Melton. They've got Shake Milton. You've got Matisse Thibel. Um, you've got guys you can put in play and basically say, all right, we're, we're good. Like, we've got enough players. Daniel House, even if you want a little bit bigger, um, in the backcourt. Like, like you're, you're good as far as depth goes. It's just what happens with the other guys that have to uh, see increased roles, you know. And now – Right, Tobias Harris, I think we're all kind of like, yeah, Tobias Harris is the fourth option. That's not so bad. Tobias right. Harris now creeping back into the third, and if for some nights he's got to be the number two, that's where it starts to fall apart a little bit again. So, yeah, they, they, they're, but, I mean, you just got to get through it, right? Get through it, you know, tread water, you know, stay, you know, a little bit above 500 and, and move on from there. Uh, by the way, it is a, I, I should have mentioned it off top. It's a right foot tendon strain. Yeah. For, for James Harden. I think I interrupted you. That's probably why you didn't. I'll take no, that. no. Um, and then hopefully Joel Embiid himself will get will get back in action soon as well for them. He's been day to day for a bit, missed a couple of games, but um, you know, not good for the 76ers. Not the end of the world, but something certainly to keep an eye on, particularly if it yep. turns into anything else um, with Embiid or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, more. Yeah. Miles Bridges pleads no contest to felony domestic violence. Um, so this is this is going to result. He did this in order to uh, to avoid jail time um, in this situation. What from the NBA perspective, what this means now though is now that there's been a ruling, now the NBA can decide upon their punishment. And so that's going to be interesting to watch here. What's it going to be from that side? I don't know if we see Miles Bridges in the NBA again. Uh, we might not uh, when you're looking at, at a situation like this. And, and maybe you can argue that we shouldn't. But 
from in terms of him being eligible to play, the league will now be able to make a decision on if there's going to be a suspension, what's that going to look like? What's what exactly is their going to role going to be? Now they can move forward with that. Exactly. Yeah. So how it works under the collective bargaining agreement is if there's a no contest or obviously if a player is found guilty, the league then has the right to levy whatever uh, NBA punishment they, they would like to against the, the player. Um, if they're, if this went all the way to trial and he was found not guilty, even if the league said, you know what, they found you not guilty, but we still don't like what you did, they can't punish him because you are found not guilty. So that you know basically is where the agreement falls here. So in this case, uh, no contest. Uh, they, no con- just, I saw this floating around a little bit on the internet, and this is very, very dangerous. No contest is not equal to not guilty. Uh, it is very much not equal to, to that. It's basically saying, I'm not going to contest the charges mm-hmm. against me. And because of that, we're not going to go to trial. We're going to give you, uh, you know, a, a tamped down punishment. I want to say you get like three years probation. I know there's extra stuff in there that he has to do. Yeah, I've got it right here. It's three three years of probation, 52 weeks of domestic violence counseling, 52 weeks of parenting classes. The domestic violence occurred in front of his children, mm-hmm. um, as though it wasn't awful enough as it is. Uh, right. He has to serve 100 hours of community service, undergo weekly narcotics testing, uh, with marijuana allowed only if there is a valid doctor's prescription. Yeah. So there it is. a lot of stuff coming for, for Miles Bridges that he's going to work through. To your point, um, the league will take no action until he signs a contract because right now they don't have to. He's, he's oh, point. You know, in, in effect, he is out of sight, out of mind as far as the NBA is concerned. What will happen, whether it be the Charlotte Hornets or any other team, says – Hey, we're going to sign Miles Bridges. They will they will complete that contract with a full understanding of what punishment is coming from the NBA. Um, I would be very surprised if they did not. So what will happen is they will say, Hey, we're gonna sign Miles Bridges. You know, what are we gonna do punishment-wise here? And then the league will levy uh whatever punishment they levy, whether that's you know, suspension or you know, uh, long-term suspension or whatever it may be. Uh just again to keep it back to transaction roster stuff. He remains a restricted free agent uh, with Charlotte. Uh, no other team can just outright sign him. Um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, if the Hornets continue to hold his restricted rights or not, um, or if they let him go, there is a sense out there that Charlotte has maintained the restricted process out of uh, two, two sides. One, if magically this turned out to not be what it looked like uh-huh. and, you know, everything, then they can, get him signed and move on or also to, to control that process so that there isn't as easy as some team gets very desperate and says, you know what, we want to bring miles bridges in just because that's how bad things have gotten for us. So um, my guess is we don't see him play this season. I'd be very surprised if we uh, see him play this year and then we'll, we'll see, you know, kind of take it from there going into next off season. Agreed. Agreed. All right. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Lastly, the Clippers and Thunder are fined for injury reporting. Um, so they they incorrectly reported injuries. In fact, as I recall, in the Clippers case, it was they reported players who were out and then they wound up playing. And so you get a fine from from the NBA for not reporting injuries correctly. Um, 
why, I guess that this is really the bigger picture question. Why is it so important that teams are completely accurate with injury reporting like this, particularly when, you know, we, we hear Clippers and injury reporting and we think Kawhi Leonard. No, it wasn't Kawhi Leonard in this case. It wasn't Paul George. Was it? So why is this so important, Keith? And I know you've got the answer. Yeah, well, I just made the money sign, yep. so that's why it's it's all about gambling, right? I mean, that's the reality for this now. Is it's they want to say it's competitive balance reasons, so that you know, you know, all right, Hayes, I'm building my game plan. I know Kawhi is out or Kawhi is in. Um, and again, let's be very clear: this was not about Kawhi. It was about uh, Moses Brown and Brandon Boston. They were both, uh, I believe, they were listed as out with the G League team. Then the Clippers went into those games down players and said, Hey, they're going to be with us and we're going to play them. Yeah. Um, instead, the Thunder side was, I, I, I think it was the same thing with Josh Giddy. He was reported out and then they brought him back and let him play. Um, so it is what it is. You get, they each get fined 25K, but that's why, right? They don't want teams playing with the injury reports. Uh, there is some competitive balance side, right? If you spend all, you know, whatever game plan time is building up to a guy's not going to play. And then all of a sudden he does play that can throw it off, but let's call it what it really is. It's for gambling reasons. It's a, it's the same reason why the NFL releases what four days of injury reports uh, before, you know, the, the games each week and the NBA puts an injury report out the day before and continually updates it every hour leading up to the game time is because, People want to know, you know, is player X playing or not? How many times do you get hit up a day with, hey, Trevor, AD's questionable. Is he going to play yep. today? Right? Like, can I get the, the same time. stuff? Thankfully, right now, not thankfully. That's a really crappy way for me to put that. Um, right now, <laughs> Celtics injuries are so that people aren't asking, you know, hey, is Rob playing tonight? Is Gallo playing tonight? People know they're out. So thankfully for my mentions, um, I'm not getting those. But yeah, but whenever a guy's questionable um, or, you know, even probable, like people start hitting up anybody who covers that team, you know, it usually starts right around noontime. Um, I think, you know, because they're setting their fantasy lineups, their daily fantasy lineups, or they're putting in their bets and they want to know, you know, is so-and-so going to play? And it's just, it's the reality is that that's why, you know, call it competitive balance, fine, but it's it's really about the money. I mean, if it didn't, if that wasn't there, there would be some teams. And look, we even saw the Clippers do it a couple of years ago in the playoffs where they yeah. knew Kawhi was out and they kept saying, well, he's day to day. He might play, you know, because you could, you know, you could do things that would try to throw off your opponent's ability to game plan. And it's not, that's not just an NBA thing. We see it in the NFL too, right? Where, where teams will try to hide whether or not a player is injured or whether or not they're actually mm -hmm. playing, or they might say, oh, this guy was playing. And then he goes out there for one snap and the opponent has game planned for him and all that. Or maybe Keenan Allen looks right at a camera and says, don't bench me. And everybody puts him in their fantasy lineup. So then he doesn't actually really play in the game. That happened last season. Someone, no, someone's I, bitter. About I'm this. not bitter at all about that. <laughs> but, but in any event, this it's not just an NBA thing. There's a reason why these rules exist. But yes, the, the gambling part of it is certainly... Um, a piece of this now Steve Ballmer is worth 73 billion dollars yeah. I just looked it up 25 thousand dollars I don't even know what that equates to in like normal person money but it's, it's like, like finding a quarter in the right like picture. if that I mean that's that, not, yeah it might be a penny <laughs> yeah it's yeah. just uh, yeah so this is not this is just for this is I, I don't even want to call this a slap on the wrist is 25 is the max under the league bylaws that a team can be fined for first offense of this. So, okay. 
So that's why they go to 25. Yeah, if it happens again, and then there can be further punishments, you know, down down the line that kind of grow and grow. So, but yes, it's uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> this is such a hey, Nikola Jokic asked Wolf Chamberlain for all time triple doubles. Okay. So there right. it is. There's a there's a positive. There's something. There's um, something positive. There's something good. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I was like, I spent part of the show like looking at tweet deck just to be like, is something going to pop up where I can say, uh, you know, all right, there's something good. Let's say that, but it it didn't. <laughs> never never game. So yeah. it, it it did not. It absolutely did not. Um, yeah. I, I, again, this is this was just the NBA news cycle. I know we, you and I both prefer celebrating basketball and enjoy basketball and have fun watching all of these games and obsess over it and all of that. This is not the kind of show that we, that we want to have, but every once in a while, this is just what it is when you're covering NBA news. Sometimes um, it's just a lot of negativity and a lot of kind of heavy stuff that you got to get through. And yeah, we're at right now for this negativity stuff, we want to talk is injury and injury impacts like the hardened yeah. discussion we had. It's uh, yeah, we don't ever want to get into, you know, off the court stuff like what's happened around the league and you know, the past several months. So yeah, that's not a, let's uh knock on wood that we're yeah. going to move forward without any more nonsense like that. And we can just, you know, focus on basketball here on out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, uh, he let's said, hopefully and naively. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. But you know what? We can still be optimistic. And again, appreciate all of you who have been watching the show, listening to the show, uh, subscribing over to our YouTube channel. We're closing in on 25K. We're getting there. We're We're getting there. there. So keep keep, keep spreading the word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Spread the word. Make sure that you do hit that subscribe button. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hopefully you have some positivity in your life this this weekend. And uh, let's hope for some great games tonight. NBA action that can kind of Cleanse the palate a little bit, and we can we can get back to focusing on basketball. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.